Where's the old bear at? Three, two, two one. one. Let's, Let's go! go! <laughs> so I'm calling this the downing. Get your ass out of bed and get to fucking work. <laughs> Cornhole <laughs> Championship. <laughs> That's the name of it. What do you think? Okay. okay. <laughs> Works. I don't like getting out of bed, but hey. You got to work, man. <laughs> Bills aren't free. Just give me a little history on the microphone, if you don't mind. It's a little history on the downing well services from your perspective. Because wow, how it started? Yeah. How it started. Come over here and yep, yep. So back in the 50s. 1950s. My, my grandfather had a Douglas V. Well Service. Did he? Did he go was, to World War II? Yes. Jeez. So he, he, uh, his weapon was the flamethrower. What? what he actually yeah. had the gas tank on yeah. his back and just fucking. Yeah. So that was his his weapon in World War II. What? And what do you remember about him, dude? Um. Work, just work and work and work, and we always cut the grass together. And I rake the leaves. He had me bag them up all the time. He started up a drilling company, and it was about the biggest drilling company in South Texas there in the fifties. And uh, wow. it was Douglas V Well Service back then, and he had planes, one plane that he flew around to check his wells. What? Or, and down his rigs. <laughs> what? And, uh, he flew a plane around checking yeah. his wells? Fuck. So inside I have all of his plane logs. It's pretty cool to look at all that stuff. Where he was yeah. fucking 20 like years or 50 years ago. That. And uh, he worked that and he just got tired of it one day. Stacked all the rigs in Freer, Texas. And then he had a yard here in Divine right by C-Corp's yard. And stacked some equipment there and pretty much sold everything, got out of the oil field. Holy cow. And uh, he started up at the uh, golf course and he was the pro there. And Your grandpa where, was a pro golfer? Yeah. Well, the what pro. And, and the... so, you know, the golf courses always have a pro. Yeah. It takes care of it. Teaches, teaches so people. He, uh, yeah. Keeps it in order. He took care of the golf course and they uh, they made it an 18-hole course. My dad and my grandfather. So my dad grew up on the golf course and uh, whenever he graduated, he moved to, uh, San An or to Austin. And they had my sister and oh, my grandfather and my grandma were driving to Austin like every weekend. To see, see my sister. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he wanted my dad to move down here. And he was working <laughs> at a go three golf courses at that time and a truck driver. Jeez. For, uh, his uncle Pat that owned a, a carpet business. Wow. So he Hauling carpets. Carpet. Wow. And uh, so then my grandfather bought a workover rig and asked my dad to come down here and run it for him <laughs> and uh so my dad said yes and my grandpa and this was in the 80s yes so, so you were 89 is whenever we started up downing well service wow you weren't even like 10 years old i wasn't even born yet you weren't even born yet in 89 no oh damn how old are you i'm 31 so oh, i'm born fuck, in man you feel like an old ass <laughs> man right now 
You should. You should. <laughs> walking around riding dirt bikes. You were yep. getting born. Yeah. That's fucking blowing my mind right now, dude. You fix you you all the knowledge and information you have out of the well site. You know how to fix anything. You know how to think about anything that's happening out there. I was born before you. <laughs> you got all that knowledge, dude. You trapped all that. It's incredible. You don't. You you, you work like a sixty-year-old man. <laughs> Uh, your knowledge does your information like when you think about it, so you can just see it's just you all that experience coming through your grandpa coming through dude you're yeah. like well, oh i remember him th- running into this problem <laughs> yeah so i never really got to work with him on uh you know like the rig and stuff yeah, but yeah i was over here on the yard uh but so back then my grandpa wanted to name downing well service uh down coal well service down coal yeah because down. my sister's name is nicole oh. and so then my dad down said no i don't want to do that in case if i have more kids so that's whenever <laughs> it came up to downing well service okay and so that uh, was in 89 yes 89 is whenever the downing well service started up wow damn and you and, and then, then, so when, when did you when did when would you say or maybe what would jc say when you actually started like full-time downing well services like that's what you were going to do you were committed to the like taking the company and, and just being a part of it for long term so actually i i uh said i was going to own the company back in middle school <laughs> is that know? right <laughs> and uh i said i was going to one day and uh you know i just you did always kept kept everything straight and never done any kind of you know bad things to get me to where i couldn't do that and uh right i am where i am today i guess your grandpa and your dad worked together for a long time obviously yes and then your grandpa steps away he's like retired fully or what happened there so what happened there was they were working side by side It's kind of hard. Oh, dude. Your grandpa would have been badass at Cornhole? Uh, no, I don't know. He would have been like, what the fuck's the name of that? You know? <laughs> Same thing what my dad says. What the fuck is it? He's like, who would name a game Cornhole? You know? He's like, do y'all know what Cornhole is? So where I was going with this ultimately, dude, was, you know, I'm, one of the things about the podcast is like the experience of, of just the oil and gas industry at all aspects of it, you know, everything that's that involves getting oil out of the ground for our country, for energy around the world, like what we do as people and you guys and you're, you know, the, the company you have and the people you have working with you, it just, it blew me away. Like Dustin and, and the bear, when they're working together, dude, they don't even talk to each other. They like know what's going on. They know they're like working with each other so good. And like the work you guys do and what you're providing to this industry, I think is incredible, dude. And especially at this time, because we need the oil so badly. It's so important for the next 10 years, 20 years probably, to get back on our feet as an industry. And it's built on the backbones of real people, like real successful, hardworking. You sacrifice as a kid. You're like, I'm not going to fuck around. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to get in trouble. I want to take over the company. I want to do this. Like that, that shines through. Yeah. Like I see that dude. And, and then the people around you are like, man, look at Doug. And like, like you're doing amazing things, dude. So well, thank you. It's pretty cool. Yep.
Well, that was my whole point. Take this thing over one day and uh, just try to just make it bigger. This episode is brought to you by Atlas. Atlas is the Permian Basin's leading maintenance and repair service center. We provide full service bumper to bumper maintenance, repair and diagnostics for all makes and models of the most in-demand cars, trucks and SUVs. We also provide the same full service solutions to keep your fleet running and 100% DOT compliant. Our pump division also provides the industry with the shortest turnaround times, keeping your transfer and injection pumps in the field where they belong. Our technicians and staff are eager to work with you and are willing to do what you need when you need it. Parts, service, and a desire to exceed your expectations are what set us apart from the rest. Call Atlas today at 432-245-5858 or visit us at www.atlas-ustx.com. This episode of PBE Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Geolog. Geolog offers cost-effective, lab-quality, quantitative, real-time formation evaluation and reservoir characterization solutions to improve well placement, production forecasting, and optimizing of completions. They even have a service that can monitor bitware while drilling. I've actually utilized their services while drilling wells in the Permian Basin and we were highly impressed with the data acquisition process and the quality of the interpretations. These guys at Geolog are passionate about the data they collect each day at every well site. They've been doing it for 40 years. They are passionate about drill cuttings, passionate about mud gas data, passionate about what the data means and how the data can add value to an asset. They probably collect the most amount of drill cuttings and mud gas data globally each day of any privately owned surface mug logging company. Geolog always employ a consistent quantitative analytical methodology, whether on the well site or back at the lab. So data collected at one well can be compared at another well. We'll be doing a podcast with Dr. Guy Oliver, Geolog's Director of Energy Transition and Data Science, who will be talking more about what Geolog does and diving more into the types of data they collect. So we decided to put the pump below the perfs in this well. And I decided not to pay attention as much as I could on the fluid that was coming out of the well. I was, I was more focused on total volume and I was checking the tanks but if I think if I was taking samples at the wellhead, I would have probably saw a lot of sediment yes. in the sample. And then I would have said, okay, hold on. That's not good. Let's not pump this. But instead, I, I pumped and I pumped and I pumped. And your dad told me tonight that maybe I pumped so bad, <laughs> uh, which could have been so good. It was making oil. It was making money. But he's saying that if the sand got actually through the pump and it's in the production line mm-hmm. on top of the pump he said we'll have to st- strip the well yeah can you explain as 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 like simple as possible what does that mean so stripping the well is uh like you just said there's sand on top of the pump and the seating nipple where the pump seats in with the cups that's packed off with sand so you go to pull the rods well, the rod stuck. The pump is stuck in the seat nipple. Can you push down first and empty it? No, uh. because on top of the pump, it has a no-go, and it can't go past the seat nipple. So you cannot go down. <laughs> so you pull tension on the rods, and then you rig up your power tongs, and it's called a stripping tool. 
you clamp that onto the rods, you pull maybe 2,000 pounds over. So you have to take the pump jack off, off. You have to hook up to the to the tubing and the rods with the rig. You got a stacked yeah. up hundred foot rig. Or how tall is that thing? Seventy six foot. Seventy six. It's a tall bitch. And you you grab all of that, and yeah. you have to start pulling the whole all of it up. Yeah. So you pull up to where it's got tension. Shoot. Probably about you know a thousand to two thousand over string weight. Pounds? Yes. Jeez. And then you you rig up your uh, power tongs, and you start turning it to the left, and just keep on turning. Like and loosening. Yeah. You just keep on turning, keep on turning, and tell them rods pop. And then you rig down your tongs, you come out with the rods all the way to where it parted, and then you start rigging up to pull tubing. Oh, my gosh. And then, so from there... Of course, hopefully it takes a lot of rods, right? Yes. When you're hopefully. doing <laughs> so, whenever you do a stripping job, you want it to break at the pump. At the pump, so then you get a full, full uh, rod string. Right. So in that case, if you don't, then you are stripping a lot. You know. So okay. So it, so uh, say if say if we only get half this rod string yeah. out, we're gonna we're gonna pull all the rods out, stack yep. them in the derrick. And then we are going to hook up to the tubing. And usually whenever you're stripping job, the tubing's full of fluid. Oh, so shit. So whenever you're pulling tubing. Yeah, it's, it's just making a mess. Every time you bank a connection, you know, oh, it's got all that fluid to come Gosh, out. dang it. So then you pull to the rods to where the parted rod is. And then you hook back up to the rods and you start stripping again. Okay. Until you get all the way down to the pond. Jeez. So a stripping job is pretty much the worst job on a on a workover rig which makes total sense because tyler i told him i said hey mark was telling me about this he goes yeah yeah yeah." and if that happens you have to come out and work the work the rig yeah so you're gonna get dirty you're gonna get wet um and if you're derrick hand they hate stripping jobs because they're going up the rod board coming back down to the tubing board up to the rod board, oh no i gotta board. climb something yeah the derrick Oh, dude. So you'll be 50, about 55 foot up. What? And dude, then, I don't do good in heights, man. Am I strapped off to something? Uh, you are when you get up there. Okay. But, I got to climb it free. Yeah. I got to climb it without strap. Well, no, we got a weight <laughs> indicator and or we got a, a climbing device and a tinkerbell. So, so if you fall, you only fall three feet. <laughs> and then rattle off the yeah. <laughs> But so the uh, climbing device is a weight that's on your uh on your guideline and it's full of like rod boxes or uh what people put uh, lead in them or something and it helps you climb up the derrick easier so you're not using so much strength to get up Shit. and then uh wow you know you'll get up there and then you unhook off your climbing device you leave that on the ladder mm-hmm. and then you crawl across to your rod basket and then you jump down and uh you keep keep the tinkerbell on but up there you don't have any kind of like five point harness on you're just in a square box wow and then you uh you run a transfer up there to pick the rods up oh that's cool and that's all air operated but tubing you go back down to the tubing board and you're just tied off from the center of your back jeez and uh, you have you know you have straps up here here and then around your legs yeah and, all right, uh, so you pull the rods, you pull it to, you get all the way down to the pump, 
and that just kind of pulls right out too eventually so usually you have to send the pump and the uh join a tubing in and you just let the uh let they, the, they rebuild it all. yeah the pump shop they'll usually uh, pull it out and i need to get a sample of the sand that's on the back side for sure because i think what's happening is the formation's like a a slurry mm -hmm. it's not really uh competent real competent rock it's a lot of fluid maybe and it's just like you know it's slurry and through so the like every time we pump from that zone it's going to be bad yeah like maybe what i want to do is even isolate the bottom purse and like plug it and just per, per, like produce from the top purse maybe or maybe it's all slurry i don't know that or you could just set that pump high and uh yeah see what it does yeah set um, it not not over the top but in the middle of the purse right and maybe it won't pull hard enough to suck, suck in that in. stuff that you yeah. that you're thinking is down there gosh dude i'm not looking forward to that I'm bummed that I didn't think of of that while I was pumping on it. I should have just pumped care. Like, and I should have told you something because that's the first thing I thought of. Gosh. You know, and I'm like, he wants to get it down just like he did on the number, number three, right? Right. And to me, with where we tag bottom and where we set the tubing was not a good choice to put that tubing down there. But, you know, I went with... We want to get below the bottom. That's part, right. So That's we went right. With it, because if yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I Look. just I really think we should have left it two joints high. Yep. And I think the well would be pumping right now. Wow. Well, rough estimate. I'm thinking in my head for a strip job is probably five grand, seventy five hundred. It could get bad. I mean, if you just yeah. if you have to twist every rod. Yeah, and it then just it depends on the break. I mean, that's all it is. Gosh, damn it. It hurts, man. <laughs> yep. That's and that's well. the bad thing about stripper wells. So we call them well stripper wells because they're just a low volume production well. Is that where the stripper well and like yeah. the and the strip job? No. No, strip job's totally different from a uh That's not why it's called a stripper well. No. Okay. No, stripper well is I don't know why they call them stripper jobs, but <laughs> stripper wells but I think it's because it strips you of your cash. <laughs> That's what I say. So, you know, like the rig's there for, you know, six, $7,000. Yeah. Well, how long is that well going to take you to pay that? Oh, off? months. You know, quarter of a barrel a day. Months. It's going to take you eight months to pay one yep. rig job over. Yep. So. Yeah, dude. Gosh, dang it. It's a bummer. But, I mean, I, you, you have to do it. You have to test it. Well, you yeah. have to. Right, we're gonna make money if it ain't pumping. Yeah, and so, we ain't gonna make any money if you just sit there and think you don't have to put any money into it. You gotta, and that's the reason why I told you I'll just go over there and pull that well. You know, how are you gonna make money if you're not pumping anything? Right. You know. Yep. It's. Yep. And I took the opportunity. I was like, oh, let's lower the pump while you're out. That's gonna be great. And I should have just went right back. See what happens. Yeah, that <laughs> oh, we could have lowered it some. <laughs> some you know maybe three joints because we added five joints three joints would have probably been good yeah but uh you know we live and learn 